0: Hey everybody welcome back to the every effort podcast i'm your co-host matt
1: i'm your other co-host jocelyn
0: if you're joining us for the first time we're so glad you're here we love talking about all things young adult from issues uh, we struggle with in our faith professional lives figuring out our careers navigating friendships really anything that's just relevant to the life of young adults it's really fun for us to be able to share all these topics with you and it's just an interesting time of learning growth and sharing our faith
1: Did you tell them we're blessed?
0: We are so blessed, a little stressed, and making every effort to figure out the rest.
1: Yeah, we're also a little stressed because we're trying (laughs) to be real with you guys. (laughs) We're trying to figure stuff out too. And we've been stressed in all these areas as well. So today especially is a stressful topic for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, today's more of a heavy topic. I think this is something that has really been on our hearts recently, and we've seen so much amazing recovery and just God's glory and goodness shining through. But it's about addictions. And there's this really interesting question that comes to mind for both of us when we're talking about it and having compassion for people who are struggling, but also wanting the best for them and trying to hold them accountable, which is, are addictions a choice?
1: Yeah, and also, like, the other question that comes to mind is, like, I'm having a hard time in life, like what do I wear on my feet? And my recommendation is Bearing, Bearing Socks. They're the best socks on the market.
0: <laughs> okay, keep going.
1: <laughs> They're the best socks on the market, guys. I really do batch for these, but in all seriousness, uh, we do want to just get this product offering out of the way so we could focus on this topic because it is a serious one. But if you are looking for socks, we recommend you check out the link in our description. Uh, It'll take you to Amazon and you can select your size and yeah, go from there.
0: Now that we've got our footwear figured out, I think we can start (laughs) diving into the really important stuff. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, when you meet someone who's struggling with addiction, I think the first step is just like, how can we help them? Right? Like, how can we come alongside them. And obviously it's something that's really difficult and, you know, it can feel like the person's just stuck and trapped. And I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is just pouring out compassion, right? Being there for them, listening to them. But then you also have this question of like, how can I hold this person accountable? And they seem like two completely different things, like showing compassion for someone, but also being able to tell the hard truths of saying, you know, Hey, this, this is killing you. Like, this is something that's really draining you. It's pulling you from God and I want better for you.
1: Yeah, people is like number one that everybody needs when when they struggle through something like addiction, no matter how small, I think we've all at this point, if you, I mean, if you're in your 20s, I think at this point, you've experienced some form of addiction at some level, it might not have been like a chemical addiction, but it could have been a relationship, or maybe food, or maybe like a habit, you just couldn't shake off or get rid of. Uh, but people, people's a huge part of like being able to get out of those holes that we face. And um, I think that's why things like Alcoholics Anonymous is, are like so effective is because it involves a community of people who all admit like, we're all trying to figure things out too and get out of these habits together.
0: Yeah, and while I would argue that we're all addicted to something, whether it's social media, ice cream, like there's something, yeah. but, you know, it's it's really hard to, to uh, have empathy and try to put yourself in the shoes of someone who has like a really serious, you know, like life life altering addiction. And it's something that's really hard for people to understand. And so I did a little bit of research before the show. And what I found really interesting is that um, obviously, your brain is rewarded for things like drugs, alcohol, like it gets that, you know, that rush, all those um, endorphins that are released. And it it was described on this um, article f- by a few doctors talking about how addiction can be a shortcut to rewards, right? Yeah. Instead of going through this, you know, belabored process of, you know, trying to build the life you have. Hey, if I, you know, if I open this bottle, if I smoke this, I can feel great right now. And the problem with that is that you get this reward, you feel this rush, and then the more you do it, the less responsive your brain is to that. And so you need more, you need it more often. You start to feel like your normal isn't good enough because you've experienced these highs. And it can just put people in a really dark place where they feel dependent and they feel like they really need whatever it is they're addicted to.
1: That concept of things getting old in life is so true. And I think we've all experienced it with material goods, right? as a kid, I think we've all experienced like getting a new toy and then thinking that just this one toy will like fix any desire I have for toys because it's the one that I want permanently and I'll never look at another toy again. And then a couple months later, there's like a new Barbie on the shelf or I don't Mm. know what what you were into, uh, dinosaurs. (laughs) But yeah, there's always something new that comes around. And I think we know that, yeah, we need like Restimulation stimulation even more than the last time in order to feel the effects because everything just gets old that's a part of life even I think you know even as someone who appreciates summer and winter by the end of them I want the other season you know like I <laughs> that's what I love about God too is that he just gives diversity and he gives us options and yeah
0: Yeah, and Jocelyn and I are by no means experts, but I think you really hit on something key, which is when someone is addicted to something and they're dependent on it, it's usually because something is missing, right? People turn to substances or whatever they're addicted to because... They don't have the career they wanted. They don't have the family they wanted. They aren't the man or the woman they want to be. And while that can be a specific thing, to me it has this bigger picture of God that could be missing in your life, right? Yeah. That God can heal those wounds that he can provide for your needs. And it's hard to trust and have faith and it's, a long and challenging road through faith and so something like a substance, alcohol, drugs can be so attractive because it can give you that shortcut there but then it doesn't take very long to realize that it's a dead end street you can only go so far and then you know, you crash and you realize that you're empty or you've been missing all these things for so long. And so I think just speaking God's truth into these people, God's encouragement, the message of hope that we can be redeemed from wherever we're at is one of the most powerful things that you can give to someone who's addicted and struggling.
1: Addictions do happen, like you said, uh, because of some type of brokenness in someone's life. People ultimately will disappoint you and I will tell you all now that you will be disappointed by somebody within the next year and every year of your life and without God like life is very hopeless and God and, and the church community are just some of you know the tools that come together like God provides so much, for us to be able to navigate brokenness and without him, it really becomes a hopeless case. And it's, it's so easy to see why addictions form when you're able to get like a sense of satisfaction or peace. Um, And all of this is masked by what you truly want in life, which could be a relationship with a parent or a spouse, um, maybe general loneliness with not having friends. Like it's all, It all comes down to relationship and even relationship with yourself and low self-esteem. That is also something that is hard to navigate without the hope of Jesus Christ.
0: Another thing that really comes to mind here is that there is so much wisdom in getting counsel from many people in your life who are, you know, rooted with the word and can see what God is trying to do in your life. And I think that as, you know, if you're a friend or just near someone who's struggling with addiction, that's something that you can really do is start to speak God's word into them, just be wise counsel and someone who's encouraging them. But I think that, you know, on on the healing from addiction, you bring up such a great point about looking for the hope of Christ and that it's not just stopping the addiction. You can't just, you know, stop it and have no other changes. You really need to replace that with something healthier, with something more filling in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah that's absolutely true. Your your brain is meant to respond to reward and that is how God designed us. So when you're able to teach yourself that there are rewards in other kinds of activities, then that is something that helps you just get that extra push. But ultimately like it comes down to having a group of people who support you and that is the biggest thing. Like those people are the ones that are gonna, that are going to convince you every week why that healthier activity or choice is better for you and everyone's going to be hypocrites which is great because it's like there's so much grace and opportunity in that it's not i'm not saying it's great to be a hypocrite but (laughs) i'm saying that grace is bound to flow from an environment that's meant to be fostered to helping each other like imagine you're in a room and like you're encouraging someone else hey like you know don't don't buy like your daily like bottle of alcohol instead you know go for a walk when you start to feel urges or something like that and i could be someone who failed that week you know if if i were encouraging that advice to somebody else but that's what each other is for is like because of our faults that we're reminded of each week we can like forgive each other and also like Receive so much love in that, and this is all like in the context of somebody like moderating, like a kind of gathering like that. Like you need someone to lead a group like that, and that's what I've loved about the program at our church that we have called Celebrate Recovery.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about Celebrate Recovery, and we'll give a plug for them because I think they're absolutely amazing. But a verse that came to mind for me was James four seven, which says, "Submit yourselves then to God." Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I thought of like, man, this, you know, I was reading about Celebrate Recovery. It's such an amazing program. And I think for someone struggling with addiction, it can seem so daunting to go through this task to, you know, submit to something, to really sign up for something that's such a wide scope. It can seem so helpless. But by submitting to God, it feels like you're giving up so much, but really you're gaining so much freedom. You're gaining grace. You're gaining a community that cares and loves about you. And yeah, like you mentioned, Celebrate Recovery is this awesome program. it's Jesus-centered. It's um, something that Saddleback Church has done for years. I read that it's helped 17,000 people, and wow. it's used in 37,000 churches around the world. Um, it's such an awesome program. They have this 12-step study guide that's based on the Bible. You're able to participate in large groups and small groups with people who are struggling with similar addictions and you know going through similar stages of life. We're able to worship alongside them and share your testimony. Like it's a really powerful way, not only to turn from your addiction, but also to turn towards a better way of life and to return. Or if you, know, if you haven't been down this road to start walking with God. And it's such an amazing program. We've seen so many people just be healed by it and be radically changed in, you know, just a matter of a year or two. It can really have such an amazing impact and I couldn't recommend it more.
1: Yeah, they, they do use like that, like you mentioned, a step program. And I've only heard like good things about it, both in and outside the church. Um, I read a book about habits, and they talked about why I think they call it seven step in like, the the outside world. Like, if you go to something like AA, then I think they call it seven step. Um, but it talks about why it's effective. And it's, it's almost like the stages of grief, where it's like, these things are bound to happen in order to get to the end. Hmm. And they just work. And that's just what's like studied. But the reason why all of that was in a book about habits is because it, it is about habits, like, replacing something else needs to be a habit, you have to understand your emotions, you have to admit, I think one of the first steps is like admitting that you have um, that you have a problem and that you need help and that you want help and you're going to show up for yourself every week and meet with a group of other people who are also looking for some similar help. But yeah, one of the interesting questions that the book asked was like, are addictions a choice? And uh, it's kind of a, it's an interesting question because it was talking about a court case about a woman who ended up in massive amounts of debt because of her addiction to gambling. Mm. But she was also in like a home environment where her husband was negligent towards her and she didn't really feel like she had a relationship with him and she was an empty nester. So there just was weren't a lot of relationships for her in the home. And so for her to feel a sense of like accomplishment and and value was was you know to go to the casino down the street and so she got good people recognized her in places she went they would send her to Vegas to go play more at at those hotels and casinos they found out you know and every casino knows this that you keep getting them in, they will eventually lose big. And mm-hmm. who who benefits from that? The casinos, right? Other people. It's it's all about money when it comes to to gambling. And as much as people try to ca- like cater to your needs, you really have to read into their intentions and what they benefit out of benefiting you. If someone's inviting you to come to a party with a substance that you shouldn't be having, what do they really want from you? Do they just want to feel less guilty by having your presence there? Like that's, that's a selfish thing. And so this woman ended up in court because she was in so much debt and she was trying to argue it was not her choice. Hmm. And it was such a complicated case because Because it's kind of a mix of the two where it's like when it becomes a habit, it's so hard to control. So what do you think about that about addictions becoming a choice or not?
0: Well, I love the idea you brought up of showing up for yourself every week because I think that's super important. And when I think about addiction like it can really affect your ability to think critically and consider things, but I do think that we all have the opportunity to be saved. We can all no matter where we're at, we can accept God's love, his grace, have it enter into our lives and I truly believe that, you know, unless there's a gun being held to your head or someone forcing you to do something, that it is a choice. It's extremely difficult and you can even feel like the choice isn't there, but I think an encouraging message to hear is that it is you have the strength god can give you the strength to put down whatever you're going through to turn to him um to enter his his love and his kingdom and be surrounded by people who are encouraging you and you know wanting better for you
1: yeah i i think of it as like you know i i understand when you know we we become accustomed to a certain habit it feels so hard to control but at the same time it's like well even if we can't control our habits right now, or it feels impossible right now, we did allow them to happen in the first place. Like we had, you know, more than one or two or three opportunities to say, you know what, I need to stop this before it becomes a habit. So that's something to keep in mind, guys, um, and ourselves included, that When something starts to come out of our mouths or come out of our actions more than one, two, or three times, I think it's a good opportunity to ask yourself, am I willing? Can I afford to be committed to this habit if it were to happen at at this consistent rate? What is the worst case scenario? Is it worth it? What does the Bible say about this thing that I'm saying or doing? Because at the end of the day we are responsible even for our habits that you know they might may not be what we wanted for our lives and that's kind of how that court case ended was Mm. they're like you know what uh you are responsible for everything and you need to pay that back and she pretty much had to declare like bankruptcy in that story but um yeah it was a tough time for her and like there's a part of her story where she got better and then she kind of relapsed into gambling and, and it's a cycle, it's a struggle. And um, I do think it gets better, though. Like, I think we've all experienced both like a form of addiction or habit repeats, but also we've experienced redemptions, I think, where sometimes things habits stop and and god can work in miraculous ways but i also think god is a developing god like he wants to work through people Mm. so that way he can be glorified and people can see like wow like i have so much more gratitude towards god for this and like i know what he's capable of doing and i like lean on him so much more now because he's become that much more real to me
0: yeah, I love that, a developing God. I think that's so true. And I would say if any of you are walking through uh, addiction or if anyone in your life is walking through addiction, a Bible verse that really comforted me was 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, which says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out that you can endure it. And to me, this just says, you are loved. God is with you. He can give you strength and he gives you the choice. It's there every day. And by surrounding yourself with his word, with his people, and with people who want the best for you, you can find a way out too.
1: Amen. God is our hope. And if you are someone who struggles with uh, temptation, with addiction, maybe gambling or um, alcohol or even porn, like God is there with you through that and it is not impossible. You have to tell yourself that every day that it's it is possible. With God all things are possible, especially those who are after his heart. Like does the father not want to give his children good gifts, right? And even beyond like what we cannot see and what God is doing in the spiritual realm, we have this physical realm and the people we surround ourselves with are they good people? In 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. I don't need to ask you to ask yourself if you have good or bad company. You know first thought if you if you do would you present this person to your parents or to your church group Um, would you want to be sustaining a relationship with them and and do you see good stuff coming out of it Um, you know the answer to that and the answer should come instantly there shouldn't be hesitation there shouldn't be a question about it Um, surround yourself with good people if you're serious about getting better
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this. We pray just for healing for everyone out there listening and that God can make his purpose known for you and that you can walk alongside him the rest of your life. We'd love for all of you to follow along with us on social media. You can check us out at Every Effort Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love if you can share the show with a friend and we'd also love to hear from you as well. Message, you can reach out to us on social media or our website, everyeffortpodcast.com you can rate and review the show that is another awesome way to get the word out and just spread the good word with everyone else in the world
1: thank you guys so much for listening and we're praying for you all bye